Hello and welcome back to Off Track Episode 2. If you have headphones or your phone has a podcast mode, make sure you turn that on right now before we get started. So, Off Track Episode 2. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed Episode 1. I'm here again, once once again, with Chunky Beef. Uh, this is, you know, we're always going to be here with Chunky Beef. Uh, last time he did the intro, so this time I'm doing the intro. Uh, so we have fair. again our... Yeah. We have again here our uh, off-track topics page we have sitting in front of us. You won't be able to see this, obviously, because it is a podcast. Uh, and we have see some topics that we're going to talk about. So, Chucky Beef, which one do you want to talk about first? Ooh, that's a... Our entrance topic. Ooh, the tomato, fruit, or veggie topic, because you seem really passionate about this topic and okay. you really want to stand firm behind your stance even i though, really do even though it's, like, i know it's scientifically i know wrong. scientifically yes i know but you do not eat it like it is a fruit it is a vegetable well, yeah who says vegetables can't have seeds inside them biologists show me where do you really want me to look up what constitutes a fruit? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I know what constitutes a fruit. It is a, uh, it's a something edible that you have seeds inside. Them. Seed, uh, yeah, seed bearing food. But yes. vegetables can also bear seeds, can they not? Or is that against the rules of word? Well, I. This is why we live in the age of Google, where we can look at these things. Uh, okay. So let me just search up veg vegetable. I already did it. Vegetable. Uh, 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 how do, what do a fruit develops from the flower of the plant, while a vegetable um, consists of roots, stems, or leaves. Fruits contain seeds. So. Okay. Okay, I just searched up vegetables. And they show tomatoes in a picture. It says a plant or part of a plant uses food mm -hmm. typically as a comp and a, 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 a typically as a component or a companion. What the fuck is that word? A companiment. I've never heard that word before. To meat or fish, such as cabbage, potato, carrot, or beans. Beans bear seeds, do they not? Well, beans are come from sprouts. Hmm. I don't. I. I still think the way tomato tastes, the way you eat it, and the way it looks is all vegetable. Fruit to me is a softer or crispier whole thing that you mm, can crispy. just chew on directly. You can just chew on it directly, like a banana, a pear, an apple. You don't look at a tomato. You don't take a bite of a tomato, and it's gooey in the inside, and it's not something that's whole. It's sort of you like ever, watery you ever bit into in there. An onion? I have. It's horrible. It is crispy, but onions are vegetables because of the way they are served, and they also have layers, and because of the way you eat them. They're like ogres. You don't just eat them. Yes. Yes, they are. The, you don't... I feel like a vegetable is something you don't just take a bite of. 
Except for like, sure you know, you if it's could. maybe a carrot or a broccoli. But right, you don't, you, just rip you won't, we wouldn't typically take a giant. Oh, you wouldn't typically just grab a corn of the cob and eat it raw or take yeah. your tomato and not eat it on a burger or on a sub. And you wouldn't technically what, you just, never... you know, get a, grab a potato out of the ground and bite it. You never heard of a, um, there's a type of salad that's a very popular garden salad dish. Garden salad? I'll be working at an Italian restaurant by this Thursday. Um, I forget what... The, oh, a caprice. A caprice salad. Uh-huh. That's literally just basil, mozzarella, and tomato slices. Tomato? Yes. And balsamic vinegar. Yes, I've I actually have heard of that. It's um it's amazing. It's very simple. It's very, very basically tomato just covered in sauces. Uh I've seen it in a show before, actually. I think they, I think they called it risotto or something like that, but I don't think that's right. Um it's but they call it something and it looks good, but I don't like tomato. I don't like tomato. Let, really let alone why do, I don't care why I'm It doesn't have flavor. I don't know why I'm defending it. I don't know why I'm defending tomato. I don't really like tomato. But the f- tomato is a vegetable or yeah, vegetable. A vegetable. Yeah. And what is a mushroom to you? A vegetable. It's a fungus. Vegetable. Well, it's so yeah, you're sort of right. Right, you are right. It's a but fungus. It kind of falls. It kind of falls under the vegetable category. I wouldn't consider it directly a vegetable, but it's if it it's in that category more than if it's in the fruit category, of course. Uh, what do you think about? I actually, had okay. I had black caps on my ice cream tonight. Uh, they're very caps? good. Yes. Black caps. What is a um, black cap? Like a black raspberry. Black cap Canada. Canada? Well, I figured it was a Canadian thing. Well, kind of well, black caps and black berries are not the same thing. Although they taste similar, they're not the exact same. Black caps, I think they're a little bit more bitter and they're smaller, and they taste better with sweets. Such black as caps, think. also known as black raspberries, um, you could prune them. They're good. I just pick them off the bush. They're really good. Pick it off the bush. So eat good. It, yeah. And now. Well, you can eat them. Yeah, you can just eat it right there. He has a disease. I don't know. But okay, so do berries do berries fall under fruit or vegetable? They're berries. They're their own category. Are they really? Because they contain seed. Are berries fruits? <laughs> Here's topic off this is our off track topic. Are berries berry or fleshy fruits? Okay, so they are fruits. The banana is a berry. Please never tell me that ever again. No, it's not. That is. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. A cucumber is not a berry. Go away. (laughs) 
<laughs> the cucumber is mm, the cucumber berries. Mm. No, shut up. Yes. Not a berry. They're just trying to include it on that chart. It's not real. It's fake. I'm selling a slightly used cucumber. <laughs> That's gross. Then <laughs> what's a coconut? A nut. <laughs> it's probably a nut, right? Or a fruit. Maybe. Why do I look up coconut and I get coconut crabs? No. I want Answer, botanically speaking, a coconut is a fibrous, one-seeded druppy or droop, also known as a dry droop. Mm. However, when using definitions, a coconut can be all three, a fruit, a nut, and a seed. Coconuts are classified as fibrous, one-seeded droop. I want to just look up okay. weird fruits and see what I can find. Ah, uh, the hala aka fruit of the hala aka puhala tree. Pretty sure that's how it's pronounced. Sounds good. Um, that's cool. Uh, if anybody Weird. wants to follow along with fruit. me, you can just uh, look these up yourself. Uh, there's the yeah, aki spell a c k. E -E. Um, There's the ram rambutan. Little sea urchin looking things are an exotic fruit of Southeast Asia. Most fruits that no one's ever heard of come from Asia, and I don't know why. Um, There's a lot of fruits in Asia that don't really make it over here. Like lychee is something that I have uh, I I've loved. I've never eaten one directly, but I've had lychee juice uh, from a Thai restaurant, and I could buy it in the grocery store. Lychee juice is awesome. It's like a white liquid. Um, it's kind of weird. It feels a little bit weird. Uh, well, it doesn't feel weird. It just looks weird. So, but it's really good. Lychee juice is awesome. I do have an answer for you as to why a lot of Eastern um, plants are less East Asian. known. Or I yeah. guess Asian stuff. Yeah. That is a very deep and complex issue um uh -huh. yeah, we don't have enough time to unpack all of that <laughs> okay because <laughs> that's a i would be here for hours explaining yeah it basically to sum it all up shortly colonization and uh the rise of the western world and the fall of the eastern world like 400 years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's all like, you know, the Asian golden age, and then they just fell out of relevancy due to Christopher Columbus's colonization efforts and establishing the new Western world. And yeah. Would uh, it be necessarily illegal or impossible to plant uh, one of these Asian fruits here? If the climate's right, that's fine. Um, yeah, I don't know if, but there's a big issue with um, immigrant plants and animals being released. Uh, uh, honestly, some some more than others, but I imagine a fruit couldn't do too much. That's an issue here in 
uh, where I'm from. But honestly, mm -hmm. most of the time it's due to human negligence. Um, if they yeah. were farmed in an isolated environment, it would be fine. Um, no, in the U.S., I don't think they can really tell you that you're not allowed to grow a purple sweet potato. Like, I don't think they can outright tell you you can't. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at these uh, exotic fruits here, and most of them, it, it has their, like, origin beside it. And it's Indonesia, Southeast Asia, Asia... Pacific Islands, India, Indonesia, India and China, Malaysia, Southeast Asia, and Southeast Asia. I really like um, strawberry bananas. I had those when I was in Hawaii a long time ago. They look like miniature bananas. They're amazing. All right, hold on. Stra strawberry bananas. Pretty sure it's called a strawberry banana. No, I don't want a smoothie. I want the fruit. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've had the strawberry banana smoothies are amazing. Uh, God, I want one right now. Uh, that if it's not called a strawberry banana, it's called a um. Mini, uh, let's just search mini banana. Mini banana. I for uh, it wasn't a dwarf banana. It was a uh... Chiquita minis. That's what I have pulled up here. Chiquita mini bananas. That's not Chiquita. It. Chiquita. I'm seeing a lot of Chiquita. Chiquita manzanas. Mini banana. Um, Hawaii. You said you went to Hawaii? Yes. You had them in Hawaii? Okay. Uh, apple bananas? Apple bananas, yeah. Yeah, that's what they're showing here. Apple bananas. Blue Java bananas. And they're small, right? They are small, yeah. Yeah. It looks like I could freeze it into a popsicle. Oh, that'd be so good. So. Well, banana trees are like legit. So cool. It's got to suck with one of those lands on you, though. I imagine a lot of the bananas ha um, uh, come from Hawaii. Because I don't really know anywhere else where bananas grow. Except for maybe, like... South America. Maybe India. South America? Really? There's a ton... Or maybe Northern... A ton of stuff in South America. I don't really know about South America growing bananas. I've never heard that. Uh, or seen it in like any form, but I I could I, I'll take your word for that. That bananas grow in South America. Probably I would imagine somewhere in Ecuador or something like that. They might they might have a lot of bananas, but maybe not. I'm not too sure. I haven't seen anything about South American bananas. Why are we talking about bananas? <laughs> we went off track. We went from tomatoes to bananas, and also tomatoes are fruits. Yeah, what's up? So I'm just going to put this out there because uh -huh. people should really know how to make these cookies. They're absolutely great. Uh-huh. Uh, if you just go online, you look up a black and white cookie. They're absolute fire. I make them every summer. 
They're amazing. Okay. Black and white cookie. <laughs> All right. Search that up if you want cookies. Okay. So we have gone make, up. But if you follow the steps exactly. I think I tried to make those in a cooking class and I fucked them up so bad. That was the worst thing in class I had messed up because I had put in too much chocolate and it got all sticky. Well, they're not like a typical cookie. They're almost like a cake in consistency. Yeah, it's kind of like what we were making. We'd roll it up into like a roll and cook it or bake it. And then I fucked them up so hard, like so, so bad. Um, okay, so did you want to continue with this topic, or should we move on? Um, I don't know. I mean, that's up to you. Like, we can, we can just go Okay, well, that. yeah, I feel like these next two topics will be a lot more of what we're talking about today. Uh, yeah. That was mostly just an intro topic. So, okay, so now we're going to talk simulation racing and in specifics i racing uh we have another topic here we might we might just kind of merge into it without actually talk without actually like saying we're going to merge into it so just be prepared for that but i racing what's your opinion on i racing since you've been a player of it now you've been, you have played it i've played it for like 4 days um what I can say is I noticed that specifically in like the street stock series, one thing I've noticed that yeah. there's a lot of people that really don't know what they're doing with oval racing. Um, and it's rather unfortunate uh, because in the rookie class and the class and D class, there's no cautions that are called. So You'll uh -huh. be in a, so I've been in numerous races where I qualified, you know, like second and first on multiple occasions. Um, and, you know, five laps into it when I'm battling for the lead or something like that, I get absolutely pile driven by some lap car or some lapped uh, car. Yeah. And that ruins my whole race because then I have to go to the pits, repair my car. Uh, I go two to three laps down, you know, and that's not fun. So it's rather so... frustrating. R those classes really teach you to watch out for wrecks because if you don't, your entire race is going to be ruined. And it. So. Essentially, what you're saying is learn. <laughs> yeah, and really listen to your spotter. Yeah. Because the I, uh, spotter does I've... more than what I ever anticipated. So. I noticed that. I don't remember what game I was playing. I think I might have been playing Project Kai's. That sounds. I don't think I said, of course, it actually has a spotter. But I was playing. Project Cars 2. And uh, my spotter was telling me on your left, on your right. And it kind of didn't hit my brain until I hit the car beside me that he, that's, that he said that. And I've been really trying to get on top of what my spotter's been saying. 
because it kind of flies through my ears until I hit the car beside me, and then it kind of like comes back. It it's kind of annoying that after I hear it afterwards, but it's it's something I've been trying to work on a lot is listening to my spotter. Uh, even then, if you're carrying too much speed on the inside, you're probably going to give the person on the outside a little bit of a nudge. Uh, depending on if that's small or big, it'll make more problems. Hmm. Um, anyway, since we're on the topic of iRacing and not on Project Cars 2 just yet, um, the other thing about, I have... The other thing about thought, iRacing... Sorry, yeah. Um, uh-huh. So I found that frustrating for like the first two days, and then I just figured out just how to suck it up and look for it. Um, yeah. And today... I tried, or I guess between yesterday and today, I was trying out the MX-5s, and that yeah, was really MX-5 fun. Cup. Yeah. I love driving those. Those are like the lowest, those are like the lowest class um, cars, right? Um, so like very, the slowest class are part of the class? Yes, but... Honestly, a Miata is probably the best thing to learn to race in because yeah. of how well they handle and just they teach you to carry momentum in corners. I think the Miata is really like the best you, car for um, learning how to race besides you have to karting. like. Yeah, yeah. You have to like level up in iRacing. Or can you just drive whatever car as soon as you get into the game? Well, you can drive whatever you're eligible for. So when you first start eligible? off the game, yeah, because it's based upon your license. So if you're in the rookie license, you're only able to race in a few different classes. So there's a rally cross for rookies. There's a trophy truck. Rookies, mm-hmm. which I haven't even—I don't even want to touch those. Um, dirt oval for rookies. Uh, the yeah. street stocks, like I mentioned before. Yep. The Miatas. Uh, the Miatas, which really is open to anybody. Yeah. But rookie—it's a good spot for rookies to start. And then you have uh, these little formula cars, like the entry-level formula cars. What sucks is this week the race is at Tsukuba Circuit. What race? And, uh, like, that's the other thing about iRacing. That's a little weird. Like, there will be one track for the series for the entire week, and then it moves on to a different track. And Hmm. it's nice that they have filters on iRacing so you can filter out like it they keep track of what content you own and so you could apply a filter that says only content that I have and it like makes sure that whatever is displaying on your list of practice and race sessions that you're actually able to compete in that whole season that's really Mm -hmm. nice Um, so there's never any guessing as long as you have the filters applied, you're kind of set. Yeah. But the problem yeah. with the junior formulas, or at least like the entry level, I guess what was Formulas, called Formula yeah. Ford way back when, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. Around the Tuscuba circuit, 
they just have no grip like at all yeah so and uh, you know how it's a lot of it's a big sweeping turns that are almost like big sweeping u-turns are you talking about Takuba? yeah oh okay yeah so the problem is when you're trying to brake with that car and trying to turn at the same time you find yourself yeah. spinning out so uh it's very that do that. it's very easy to spin the car out and that's why i hate driving it i prefer driving the miata over that formula car i will never drive it yeah because it just sucks if it's possible if you want to try it maybe move your brake balance more towards the rear but so it's it doesn't spec uh... series all of these are spec series so you can't change anything about the setups. Okay. Not even brake so balance. So what we're Really, I I'm able to change the brake balance on my uh, balance on my uh, the Miata and the Assetto Corsa, which I recently just got. I might record an episode of that uh, if uh, you know if I have someone to play it with, Chunky. <laughs> um. We'll see. I mean, the sale ends July eighth, <laughs> and it's eight dollars, which is. That's yeah. about two days from now. So, is it two days from now already? Jeez. I mean, it's almost. I mean, it's like nine p.m. So, there's that Basically, many hours yeah. left of today, is there? No, not really. Well, uh, while we're still on the topic of iRacing, here's some reasons, and I know a lot of you are going to disagree with me on that on uh, on this topic. Uh, and I've talked to many people in my Ifers group before, and they severely disagree with me, argue with me about it. Is iRacing worth the money? It depends on what kind of subscription you're paying. If it goes on sale, does it? Okay, so Chunky, you bought it on sale, I'm assuming, correct? Uh, so iRacing does a deal where the very first subscription that you buy with your account is 40% off and then all the rest of uh -huh. the normal price for me yeah being in college and everything i do not have the time to you know use i racing 24/7 you know cuz mm -hmm. yeah i'm in class or i just have a ton of work to do and i don't really have time for gaming and I think that's mm -hmm. a very prevalent issue now that I'm going into harder classes. But uh, yeah, for somebody like me, it doesn't make much sense to buy a year in advance when I'm only going to use it for like six months. So yeah, I only bought one month just to see how I like it. And then if mm -hmm. I like it enough, then I'd buy another month but I won't have my wheel with me when I'm up at, you know, at college university, or university. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I understand that. Are you able to just stop your subscription uh, if you do monthly? Yeah, you just. Isn't it cheaper to go yearly though? Yeah, but for me, yeah, yeah, that's kind of contradicting though. Why would you buy yearly if you can just save your money? Exactly. Because two right. months is still cheaper right. than a year. Yes, it is. Uh, 
that's kind of what I did with Assetto Corsa was I bought it and then I was like, oh, there's all my DLCs or all the DLCs are locked. I didn't really think there was going to be any DLCs for some reason. But anyways, I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll just give this a test run. See if I like it. And if I like it, I will buy the, um, uh, what is it called? The expanded version or the ultimate edition or whatever with all the DLCs. Uh, and I liked it enough. So I was like, yeah, I'll spend the extra $3, $4 to get the all of the DLCs. So I returned it, got my money, bought it again. Uh, and I didn't even have to reinstall it. I just, it just it downloaded the DLCs and that was it. Um, but it was so easy and I, I loved the game. Uh, but the thing is, the thing that's holding me back from doing iRacing is monthly payments. And okay, this, my, I might change my mind here soon because I am getting a job. I will be able to afford iRacing since it's, it is only like 10 ish dollars a month. Am I correct? It's like 12 USD a month. 12 USD. So it's probably about 14 Canadian dollars a month, which is a little pricey because that'll end up to be about $140 a year. All right. $140 a year, which could stay in my pocket if I just bought a set of Corsair Project Cars 2. And that's what that's the point I've been trying to prove to everyone who's argued to me about this is single purchase games are just as good as iRacing can be. And yes, I know a lot of these games aren't updated anymore or added to any content, but there are so many games like this that are still getting content updates that are pay once and that's it. Fortnite, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, Grand Theft Auto 5 are all games still being ran today. And being updated with single purchases. Uh, and I know, yes, you can buy uh, short cards. And yes, you can buy uh, Battle Pass. And yes, you can buy all this and that. But it's still being run without the need for every single purchaser to pay a subscription. Right. I don't think iRacing needs to be subscription-based. I think it could be that $140 one time. And that's it. But $140 would be asking too much for a single purchase game. And then that's where iRacing would start to lose money. Because uh, no I mean, one would go, also, oh, I want to spend... They also have to maintain servers and, you know, just like any other this game is... developer. But I don't know how much that would actually cost. Or maybe they do it on a monthly basis because they're not backed yeah. by a giant team. Like mm -hmm. an EA or a Sony Entertainment or a Microsoft. That could yeah, be too. Uh, I agree. Uh, Project Cars 2, which is SMS, uh, Slightly Mad Studios, which is not a huge team from what I've seen they're uh, by, who uh, worked on the game. But they're owned they're, by Cody's they're, now. Code they Masters. are owned by Codemaster uh, now. At the time, and still now, the servers are being maintained at single purchase. Seventy nine ninety nine, or if you got it on sale, which it's been going on sale a lot recently, you can pick it up for eleven ninety nine Canadian. Can um, just the thing is, it's just how badly yeah, SMS screwed up Project Cars three. I don't think it was SMS's fault. I think it was Codemasters. Codemasters kind of told SMS what to do there, and they and you know they ruined it. Codemasters now, 
EA. EA uh, no. Yeah, EA, EA owns Cody's and by extent Keep they it. own um, SMS. SMS, yeah. EA, keep your hands in your own pockets, please. Please. I know you're a good you're a good you're a good you are a good brand. You have made some great games. Are but they though? Need for Speed needs to step it up. Need for Speed could could come back to what it was. I mean Need for Speed Payback was a good game. I enjoyed it. But it could have been so much better they removed than what it was. Dice from uh developing on Need for Speed. Now they're developing Battlefield. Honestly, Battlefield Battlefield, Battlefield is a good game. Battlefield is a good game. I, Bat- I Battlefield. The new Battlefield looks really good. Battlefield 5? No, the brand new one that they... There's only a trailer 2024? for 2042. Oh, 2042, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've played Battlefield. It's pretty good. I'm not very good at it, but it's pretty good. EA, you make good games, but please let, let companies... Do what they're they want to do. If you buy them, that is hundred percent fine. Just don't ruin it for them. It's their it's their vision, their idea. Please don't take it away. That's something Codemasters did, and I'm glad you took over Codemasters because Code you might be preventing Codemasters from ruining the Project Cars Four, right? So if if they want to, if SMS says I want to go back to do sim racing, I don't want to build a simcade. No one liked it. No one bought it. We're losing sales. We're losing money. If we need to make a next project cars, if we need to make project cars four, yeah. we need to make it good, or no one's going to buy it. And I hope Codemasters or you know a, a division of EA now doesn't try to stop them. I hope EA kind of allows them to go that route. I want them to be able to create their game freely the way they want to. And I don't know. I don't even know if Codemasters really made that decision. And I watched a video uh, of the Project Cars 2 creators, or Project Cars 3 creators, sorry, talking about uh, questions people asked, like tire wear and gas mileage and pit rows. And they didn't seem happy the way they were answering. Is there going to be tire wear? No, but there will be be, uh, tire heating. Like, okay? It's not even a simulation Uh, racer looks it's, better it's not even a sim racer it's like it's an, it wasn't a nailed game but it wasn't necessarily a failed game it's essentially it's like Gran Turismo it's essentially almost grid. in a way if you, you don't really need to go to pit road if you turn off damage and go on super soft tires and you can make your car look like you want it it's basically what it is have you ever played grid but project cars 2 was such a better game i'm surprised that uh yeah it, it was a big flop on their part have you ever played grid anyways uh back to the iRacing topic again what hang on a second in in most people in my opinion iRacing is not worth the subscription price if you want to if you want to have it all year round for five years that's going to cost you over six hundred dollars hang on i'm gonna six hundred dollars that could go Towards so many other things. Um, you, you could 
I mean, it is, that is five years. Five years is a very long time. And $600 doesn't sound like a lot over five years. But um, it's just $500 I could, could have kept if I settled. Or maybe not even settled. Just enjoyed Project Cars 2 or um, a settled course uh, even more. I, if I had bought... That's that's the one argument I keep making is that that a hundred dollars can stay in my pocket if I buy Esoto Corsa or I, if I buy Project Cars Two or if I buy the next one purchase sim game, and that's why I don't like the sub- subscription. If I ever walk into the money, I will definitely buy iRacing. Uh, I'm gonna get a job soon. I just don't think I'm gonna waste a hundred dollars a year on iRacing, which I could put towards my actual real-life car that I'm going to be getting soon. It's it's a risk. It's not a really a risk versus reward. It's just a... It's a smart... Are you, you want to be smart with your money, or do you really want iRacing? And it's not... I'm not saying that anyone who buys iRacing doesn't know how to spend their money. I understand iRacing is good, but... You can always just go with a different sim. And they're just as good. They have lots of cars, different tracks. You can always do different track and car combos. You can download some mods depending on the game. And it can always be evolving for you, even without paying the subscription. And the thing is, making friends or having friends go on iRacing might be harder because you might have more money than your friend. And you're your friend may not be able to play iRacing. Or th- that's the same thing with Project Cars 2. I thought most of my friends were going to get Project Cars 2. Uh, some of them didn't have the money at the time, and I understand that. And I'm not rich by any means. I was able to get it on a external website for a Steam code. I'm not going to name the website because it's, I'm not sponsored. But I was able to get it for $18. Well, it was not on sale, too, on Steam. Uh, and I, I pointed it out, but um, some people change their minds, but yeah, that, that's that's just. Uh... All right, sorry, we uh. We oh wait, tech... hello. Hello. No. Chala, can you hear me? Yeah, I'm here. I can hear you. There we go. Uh, John Kibif was having technical difficulties there. No, I was I talking. It was. Uh, and I'm assuming. It was, um, no, you were it the was one me, having technical difficulties because my headphones were me. unplugged. My headphones were unplugged. I didn't know. Oh really? Uh, I was still technically talking. Yeah, so you can probably hear me. I probably started talking over Chunky Beef at some point. Oh, so yeah. I was just continuing my conversation and continuing my conversation until Chunky Beef's mic turned back on. But I did not realize my headphones were unplugged. I apologize. Um, but again. The money can stay in my pocket if I go with another sim. And that's the only argument I can make. But $100 a year isn't crazy. And I could spend that amount after I get my job. Just do I want to? Or can I buy myself a nice yeah. set of, you know, a, a nice, like maybe even just a cheaper spoiler for or low level spoiler for my actual real life car? Or put that $100 towards car insurance or anything like that. A hundred and some dollars is a lot of money, and I don't know if I want to be paying that yearly on a simulation game that I can buy one time and have forever. 
honestly just it works well for people who have a job and they work from like nine to five and they get home at like 5 30 or 6 p.m and they just hop on for the night you know that's what it's good for it's it not really it's not really good for college students honestly it's yeah once you have the job it'll be it'll be a lot like once you have the the life you're out of school you have your job that pays 40 then, 50 grand a year then you is uh yeah it's it's good it's affordable but yeah, when you're it's just when you look at it from a student or if you're still in school, it's really not a good idea. Yeah, I imagine over summer or over COVID-19, it was uh, a thing for everybody that they jumped on. It's just when you look at it from a student perspective, paying that much a month is a bit much. Oh, yeah. And even like technically people who make minimum wage speaking make like $10 after income tax, right? In both USA and Canada, I'm per assuming hour. that's yeah, ten dollars after income tax per hour. That is like I would have to work like twenty hours for like a year and a month of iRacing, or maybe a little bit less than that, like maybe eighteen hours. But eighteen hours of my life working to play something I couldn't just buy once and then have. It's time is money. And I don't really know if I want to be spending that time to play a subscription sim game. And I, I think I think I am getting you to understand here um, that like chunky beef that I think I think you understand my opinion. And I, I think I think I racing is would be awesome. I just don't know. It depends I on how much money I I'll be putting coming like coming in that I can put out on I racing. I think. Once I'm out of school and mm -hmm. once I have a job and everything mm -hmm. like that, then absolutely I would get iRacing. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, when you only have to deal with, you know, you only have to deal with your job, you do mm -hmm. your stuff and you go home, you know, you don't have homework, you don't have that kind of stuff to deal with, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's yeah, it's good yeah. for people who are just like yeah, people who are already kind of got their life started and they got it mm -hmm. going. I think yeah. that's who i racing is really for. But the thing is if is i racing really targeting like middle-aged adults or like 30 20-year-old, 30-year-old, like, males and females? Or are their majority audience kids and they're literally forcing them to pay $12 a month, $14 probably in Canada, for to pay a simulation game? No, and even, even then, even then, you. if you have your life, if you have your life going, uh, it's still $140 that you could, you know, use right. to go out right or whatever and it it's it's those few hours of your life that you're paying for 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 uh i racing that you can just pay once for project cars 2 and that's it that's all you need to do pay it play it that's it 
I mean, honestly, iRacing is really the only game that I've ever dealt with where it's a game that you pay a subscription to. Like every other game that yeah. I ever had that I have is all like the traditional you buy the game and it's yours for now and forever. Exactly. And you know, and it's also nice being on PC now where online play is free, but with the amount of it money is... that you spend on the entry point for PC gaming, that should be free. Exactly. At that and, point, you know, some people are spending thousands of dollars on PCs. The least they can do is make, you know, online play free. Mm -hmm. With, with, uh, it's with all, adults and children, uh, of all people of all ages, uh, it's iRacing is, is, it's a good, it's a good option, especially if you like, uh, realistic racing. Um, but if you have 20 bucks and you're a console player or a PC player, you can go to your EB Games or GameStop in America, or you can go like to your steam store and see what's on sale steam store and see what's on sale sorry i couldn't get that out that's a tongue twister and pick up another sim racer play it it's just as good i i i would say most sim racers are pretty similar from what it looks like a set of course is almost identical to iRacing from what it feels like i don't know because i have not played iRacing but it looks identical almost and you can just pay it and play it if you have your 20 bucks and it's on sale go buy it right and then you don't have to pay um your hundred and blah 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 dollars a year you could just keep that in your pocket and be happy and i know if you, if you really want to play iRacing and a lot of your friends are on iRacing send it if you want to but it's just if you're if you really care for what's your money and if you really can't afford it or even if you just want a good sim game a set of course project cars 2 even dirt rally there those are the games iRacing is also there but it, it's just a subscription that holds me back from going and getting iRacing i thought iRacing when i first heard of it was a pay and play game like every other game in the goddamn world that is still being updated uh but apparently not so chunky beef are you having tech issues again or are you still there no, well, actually, it was my tech issue, but yeah. No, I'm pretty sure you can still hear me. So I can. Yeah. No okay, so we did go on issues. for that topic a long time, and I talked a lot about subscription gaming and how this is better. I I went over it like five times, saying the same thing over and over and over again because it's true. And not just to make you think it's true, but it is true that the subscription is a little bit ridiculous. That's the only thing that's holding me back. And I can buy a game that's the same or even better for one time and have it forever. And then I can also buy DLCs and mod it from there if I ever want to expand it. But the only thing that's not being done is it probably will shut down eventually, unlike iRacing. But it still won't shut down for that six years that I paid 20 bucks for this game or $700 for this game. Anyways, 
I continue to go on with that topic. I'm sorry. Chunky Beef, your turn to talk. I have here Racing Games Mastery. So sim racing games or just racing games in general. What's your favorite part about them? What what racing game has the best graphics? Which racing game has the best controls? Which racing game feels the best, feels the worst? What do you think? Looks the best. Probably. um, Honestly, I think GT Sport looks really good especially yep. when you're playing on a 4k tv with hdr the whole nine yards it's a gorgeous yep. game um best handling that i've ever played um honestly i think it's iRacing i think iRacing handles yeah. better than project cars 2 yeah a set of course okay. I haven't played it enough to really no to know. Yeah. Uh yeah. the worst feeling racing game I've ever played. Probably. Ooh. Um. Probably grid two. The yeah. handling is just awful. Yeah, the handling's really bad. Yeah. Um what do you think? Worst graphics. Worst graphics. Ooh, I'm trying to think of graphics that really didn't age well. Um, like I don't know, Dirt Two. The original Rally Colin McRae's. Oh, Dirt. The original Colin McRae's Dirt. That game did not age well at all. Came out in like 2005. Yeah. It's an amazing game, though. I love that game yeah. so much. It's just a. It was a big part of my childhood. And oh wait, Motorstorm. Motorstorm is the worst aged. Uh, racing game I've ever played, because it came out on the PS3. It was a launch title, made by yeah. the now defunct. Uh, or debunked. Evolution Defunct. Studios. Yeah. You know, the guys who made Drive Club. And oh! Yeah. Is that why Drive Club's servers shut down? Yeah. Because Evolution oh. Studios was shut down. What? Oh, wow. This was like two or three Club, years ago. Yeah. Their servers were still going until like uh, last year. It's so sad. But. Yeah, Evolution Studios get kicked the can. Uh, yeah. Because uh, Big Bad Sony was like, no, and just launched the ban hammer. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that, that happened. Okay. Um, yeah. So for me... Um, for rating video games by control, I have different experiences with different wheels, different controllers. Uh, I have used controller on both, you know, Project Cars 2, and I've used wheel on Project Cars 2. I've used different wheels on Project Cars 2. I have different experiences, which may vary how I actually enjoy the control. But let's do best graphics in a video game I've seen. 
uh, or a racing video game. When I first played Project Cars 2, I had a McLaren like 720S on Long Beach, and my eyes were slaughtered with beauty on how great the game looked. I could not express how good Project Cars 2 looks, how good it's aged. So far, it's only about five years old now. But Project Cars 2 is one of the best-looking simulation games out there. Um, when it comes to best control, uh, I'm going to use my my wheel experience because my controller kind of doesn't count that much towards control. Uh, I've played a set of Corsa, Project Cars 2. Uh, I've played... Uh, Beam and G, which is sort of like a sim racing game. Beam and G controls decently well. I guess I would say, I I would say Project Cars Two controls the best out of what I've played. Um, but that's only because I haven't, I don't have that many hours in Assetto Corsa yet, so I'm a, I, I haven't really raced many other cars either. Uh, and in Beam and G, it Beam and G isn't really a sim racer, so. But it, it has had amazing control. There are a few cars in BMG which control amazing. Uh, worst graphics in a game, though, I I'm gonna have to give that one to uh, sim racing game. Um, I'm gonna have have to give that one to maybe. It's not horrible graphics, but Assetto Corsa in a simulation game. Assetto Corsa has a dull color palette, just like iRacing does. Uh, iRacing has got a little bit older-looking graphics, because uh, it was made in, what, 2007, 2008? Just like uh, Assetto Corsa was in 2014. They have similar graphics, similar color palette, and it does not look horrible by any means, but out of the games, simulation games, simulation racing games I have played, it, it doesn't have the best graphics. Um, best, or sorry, worst controlling... I would have to give that to either NASCAR Heat 4, which isn't really a sim, but NASCAR Heat 4 on controller is a wobbly motherfucking bitch to control, especially on super speedways, and it gets really loose on Martinsville very fast, and the tires don't hold up like they should. Uh, it's a fun game uh, either either way, but it doesn't control that good. And Ride 3 has some sort of weird dead zone thing that I can't really get rid of on controller, because I don't really know, understand if you... If there's handlebars or anything, you can actually connect to your PS4, which would be pretty cool. But Ride 3 has got this weird, like, centering thing that throws you all over the place. And it doesn't control very good, even though it is a fun game. Uh, was there any, anything else I should cover? Like, graphics? And I did graphics and control best and worst. But I think that's all I really need to cover. Yeah. What do you think about Bang for Your Buck Simulation Racer? I think right now, Assetto Corsa. Assetto Corsa is a really good bang for the buck right now, but only for like the next three days. Yeah, um, only for only until July eighth, and then it's not. <laughs> yeah. Um, Although it is very similar to iRacing, and iRacing is blah 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 a year, so even full price, it is a bang for the buck because it's basically the same from what I've seen. You cannot quote me on this. I've not played iRacing, but it looks the same. It sounds the same. Controls the same. Or not, does not control the same. I have not... I, I just said that. It kind of just came out. I have not played iRacing. <laughs> uh, but it looks the same. It looks It looks like it controls the same. 
but yeah, I, I would say Assetto Course is your best bang for your buck until July 8th, while it's still on sale for 9 bucks Ultimate Edition. Other than that, Project Cars 2 has the most up-to-date sim, uh, graphics-wise, and just, you know, uh, I don't know what you say, uh, console-wise, because it's on the newer consoles, PS4 and PC, which, which is set, of course, uh, is also, but iRacing is not on P- PlayStation 4. It is only on uh, PC. The only other thing I want to talk about was uh, there's good news on the horizon for anybody that's you know, trying to hunt, Horizon Five. That's trying to hunt for GPUs uh, this year or this upcoming holiday oh. season. Um, things are looking pretty good right now. Um, a lot of major crypto has gone down recently, and or there's been kind of a wide crackdown on it, especially in China. So. There's a ton of graphics cards that are suddenly flooding the market. And yeah, by the end of the year, you should actually be able to buy a graphics card, which is fantastic. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be able to finally upgrade from the you know, the 1060 that I have. Yeah. Because everything else uh, about my rig is top tier, except for that. Except for your graphics card, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I can get one, but I'm not spending $2,000 on a product that's 600 So, not yeah, happening. Yeah, exactly. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to cover over, like, what your favorite and least favorite things about racing games? Or anything about your tomato? fruit or veggie conversation or anything about iRacing you wanted to say quickly before we end the podcast. Um, oh, yeah. For those who play iRacing, when you're coming up to a corner, uh, actually, this is okay, really just tips. for tips. this is for anybody racing, right? It doesn't have to be iRacing. It could be any, any game. Mm-hmm. When it's first lap, and you're coming up to a chicane and you are behind the leader, you need to watch the leader for their brake lights or break a little bit preemptively. <laughs> so that way you don't punt the leader off because you decided you wanted to break later when you didn't have control of the corner because that happened to me tonight the night that we recorded that this sh- i qualified that should be common sense for a mazda miata race and i went into a chicane the guy braked later than i did tagged my rear bumper sent me into the wall and i had to race with a partially broken car i for the rest of the race, no cautions or anything. Um, I did come back and get second though. So cool. yeah, you know, the fact that I I'm just glad that I was able to come back from you know that and racing a damaged car from seventh all the way back to second and setting the second fastest time with a broken car. You know, that dude can go suck an egg um 
You know, I guarantee you he just punted me because he knew he was gonna he would be able to win that way. He was just yeah. like, Oh, um, let's just give him a light tap here. It'll send him sideways and Yeah. That was something that I argued about in the PlayStation party with some of the first members was everyone in iRacing is clean because they know if they race dirty they'll get banned. But it doesn't sound like from your experience you've had much clean racing. Well, that's because I'm in like the rookie division and stuff like that. I'm sure if I get to division D or higher, I'm actually going to find some clean people. Yeah. I uh, I think that should be common sense, though, going into a chicane and breaking preemptively. Although I have done this many times before where I try to get some sort of momentum going into the corner or dive bomb and someone breaks ultra early or I'm not ready for it. Or I, it's just my fault entirely, and I miss the dive bomb and hit them, or I just do it by accident, not paying attention. I've done it so many different ways, so many different times, and sometimes it's unavoidable, uh, especially on thinner tracks when you don't want to go off the track to avoid just a car. Uh, you can't avoid you can't avoid the car in front of you at all costs, but you can avoid it at a major cost. And I, I totally agree. It's just, uh, it's kind of annoying. <laughs> I've had it happen to me before too, and I, I don't like it. But I've done it before, so I can't really complain. Um, sorry, I talked so much in this podcast. I guess that's everything. Yep. Yeah. I yeah. I talked everything. a lot. <laughs> I talked a lot. Uh, but at at that one point where I thought Mike, uh, Chunky Beef's mic was like unplugged, uh, I started probably talking over him from your guys' point of view. But for me, I couldn't hear him, so I was just talking. Because I thought he was like gone, so <laughs> so sorry I talked so much. Um, Chunky Beef, thanks for this. You got some good topics uh, in there. The iRacing topic definitely was interesting. Oh, um, of course. <laughs> ep- episode three should hopefully come within the next two to three weeks, maybe a month. Uh, if you would please favorite us or follow us on Spotify uh, or Anchor. You Anchor, can listen to our next episode Spotify, or our previous let me, episode. Let me see what we're on right now, actually. Anchor and Spotify, from what I from what I know, but maybe uh, Google Podcasts. Now I'm not too maybe sure. Maybe Anchor gave us more. Let's see. What are? Anyways, what are um, just on? before we what do we that, <laughs> uh, I just want to thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. Oh, our next podcast her, will come out soon. Looking at our analytics here. Uh huh. Um, audience Sorry. demographics. So, one third of them, uh, one third of our audience is from zero to seventeen years of age. Another thirty-three percent is eighteen to twenty-two, and another thirty-three percent twenty-three to twenty-seven. Um, most people viewed this via Anchor. Thirty-three uh, percent were from Spotify. Twenty-two percent from web browser. Um, sixty-six percent of our audience was Canada, eleven percent United States, twenty-two oh, really? percent Germany. Ah, that's kind of strange, but okay. Yeah, apparently <laughs> so we have someone, a couple German people. Uh, if you were the German person that listened to this podcast, uh, you know, shoot us a message on Anchor. Uh, a chunky beef will send you a reply. Yeah. Send me <laughs> Thank a, you, Canadian audience. A, also, send me a picture of you and your later hosen. 
Yeah. Thank you, Canadian audience, uh, for being nice, 66% uh, in American audience nice as well. bratwurst. I don't know. I'm just thinking of very stereotypical <laughs> German things. Yeah. Some sauerkraut. Um, mm, yes. Anywho, <laughs> thank you so much. Cousin. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, favorite it or follow us on Spotify and Anchor. You can check out uh, my Instagram at underscore. Is it no? Is it, is it channel underscore official? And then uh, you can check out Chunky Beef's Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash chunky underscore beef underscore 103. So, yeah. There you go. My Twitch. Boy. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Also, you can check out my YouTube channel. I don't know if Chunky Beef has a YouTube channel, but it is just Chawa. You can see that in our bio on both Anchor and Spotify. I just have a Twitch. Uh, thank you. Yes. Okay, so you just have a Twitch. All right. So episode three will come soon. Hopefully we have some better topics, and hopefully I'll talk less, because I I thought <laughs> Chunky Beef was gone for a big majority of time, so I was just trying to fill in space. Um, but I also went over iRacing a lot. It's kind of stupid of me, but... Thank you so much for listening. Hopefully episode three turns out better, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye.